2: well welcome back and it's another episode of around the boards of the speedway podcast um I have half of my co-hosts back this week. Uh, Rob is still on his way back from Mary Poland, but I'm delighted to say Kane is with me this evening. Kane, how are we doing?
1: Against the odds, I am here and I am well.
2: And how was Poland? How was Rokslav?
1: It was really, 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 really really good until about half nine yesterday. Not yesterday, Saturday. That's how great it was. I won't
2: go into a lot of detail because I'm still a little bit tearful about it as well, but... Unfortunately, we will have to go into a little bit of detail um, as Uh we talk about the meeting itself. Um, Delighted to say, even though um, Rob isn't here this evening, we will have another guest on the show, um, a friend of the show, um, who is an avid listener, um, Tom Ridgeway, a fan of Cradley Heath, uh, as he was back in the day, but he will be joining us shortly. And I'm also delighted to say in about half an hour, half an hour, um, one of the riders from Um, the recent World Cup, will be joining us on the show. Antonio Lindback. It's quite a big one, that came. I'm excited by this one.
1: SGP superstar.
2: SGP, former Cardiff winner as well. I think, is he... I'm trying to think if he's the first Cardiff winner we've had on the show.
1: Uh, Yeah. I
2: think he is. I think he is. He
1: is the Cardiff winner. We've forgotten about you. Um, Sorry.
2: We do apologise. But uh, yeah, also on the show this week, we've got our usual. So we're obviously going to look back over the World Cup um, the SEC round two takes place in gustro hateful track, but I'll go into that in a bit. Um, some news from the, uh, the British shores um, over the past week, um, which has been decimated by the weather really. I look at the meetings from that week, and look ahead to the meetings that are coming up, plus our usual features. Um, but we will begin with the uh, Speedway World Cup, Kane. And um, obviously, you're the best man to speak to about this. You were here, or there oh. should I say. Um, maybe you're not the best person to speak to about it.
1: I'm the only one you can speak to, so thank you. Yeah, this
2: this is true, but um, obviously, um, heartbreak for Great Britain in the final. Um, just picked at the post by host nation Poland, uh, with the Brits picking up the silver medal. Denmark uh, finished in third, but if we just look at the final itself, Kane, um, absolutely tremendous meeting, I thought, and, and a great advert for, for World Speedway.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, even though we did lose in heartbreaking fashion, it is going to be... I think James Jessup said this, he was, he was with my group housing, That is probably the best World Cup we've seen ever, or in a very long time. So, there's a positive signal, because I think anyone could have won in the last two heats. And I, don't, I don't know if that's happened before, so... You know, it is what it is, but um, yeah, it wasn't the result we wanted, but at the same time prior to the meeting you probably would have been like you know bronze medal will do and then uh after the start we had it we've been like oh up the boys true true gB fashion um we're gonna win this and then uh we uh got a bit of ahead of ourselves and uh Janowski ruined my day and my life it's always magic in it I don't know how he does it the lad but yeah. um as felt- said he's eight twenty. This is going to be the best day or the worst day of my life, hmm. depending.
2: Uh, fair, fair play to Unowski; he's he's come under heavy criticism from us, from everybody. Um, he, he managed to scrape his way onto a podium in the world in the World Championships last year, and he's become an even bigger hero in Poland. Despite not having the greatest night in the world, um, he's pulled through when when his country needed him the most. But um, I think we have to reflect on Australia as well. Um, who had such a good performance in the race-off uh, the previous evening. Um, absolutely destroyed the opposition, really. To to then not have the greatest meeting in the world in the final and then to lose Jack Holder at such a crucial time, I, I think that was influential in what happened at the end.
1: Yeah, definitely. I I think on in the race-off, he was probably the best rider I'd seen on track to that moment because... And even in the final he had he had really good pace. And we came last in one of his races, but he was when he got injured you knew he was going to be a bit irreplaceable. Even you know, try as Chris Wood, you know, he's not he's maybe had like four heats before that in the entire week. So it's not ideal. But uh yeah, I think uh Jamin Lizzie as well, you know, he had a really good semi and a decent race off and then failed to deliver a little bit in the final which um probably made it more difficult for Australia but it was good um really really good effort really entertaining and yeah
2: um... just just a reflection on Denmark as well a little bit of a surprise mm-hmm. that the, the, the hero for them really in the end was um uh Rasmus Jensen um not one he of the grand prix not one of the grand prix regulars not one of the Former world champions, but um, after a difficult semi-final, he, he really came good um, in that in that semi in that race off uh, in the race off in the final. Sorry, um, and I think he was the top performer on the night.
1: Yeah, I, I think if it wasn't for him, they would have had no chance because uh, he. I think he was the only one to actually start with anything better than a third. So, I might be wrong, but. I mean, he was he was keeping the minute when everyone else was starting really slowly. So, uh, yeah, and hopefully, puts him in the uh, shop window for a wild card next season. please, please.
2: Hopefully so. And I think um, I think I was reflecting. Actually, I think it was with Tom last night um, about the Grand Prix series itself for next year. And you look at the the top eight, who are now well clear of those below them, and maybe it's time to really freshen up the Grand Prix. Get rid of seven of them.
1: Been off the lot, except for Well he's in
2: the top he's in the top hey, anyway, so, speaking so we'll
1: keep him. Tom, I believe yes. we've got a a welcome. So,
2: yes, you. we have we have our Rob replacement. Um not Ryder replacement, Rob replacement this week. Um as I mentioned, uh Tom um was a Cradley He fan back in the day, um for all his sins. But he's uh, he's a big fan of the show. A great guy, um always positive and about the friend what we've done as well. And a friend, of course, he is. So welcome to the show, Tom.
3: Evening both. Hope you're well and thank you for the introduction.
2: Which I which I pick people it? up. If you come on here much more, we'll be slagging you off every week. So Well I'm more that's, used to that, so can we go back to
3: that? It feels on it it feels a bit uneasy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, but um I'll, I'll come to you, Tom, as we can uh, we, we were talking about the World Cup final and just um just sum up your Feelings um, after the final on Saturday?
3: Um, so, for myself, I thought it was a really good meeting. Um, and Britain did do really well to push Poland as close as they did. Um, by no means am I a rider or anything like that. But I sort of got got the feeling, maybe a bit of inexperience from a couple of guys at the end and maybe as well a bit of pressure got to them a bit. Um, I thought in both heat, 19 and 20, we could have just settled settled for second place and just keep keep the Polish lads behind us, whereas I thought we were mainly going for the win. And then I think it was uh, Frick in one of them and... Rick in 20 and Madsen
1: in 19, I think.
3: Yeah, I think we tried too hard to get past them and then had to shut off, which opened the door for Janowski and Smarsic to get through. Um, but, you know, overall, I don't think anyone expected to get as close as what we did. We did do tremendously well. And I think it's it's something that we can definitely be proud of and definitely build
2: on. Exactly that. Can't disagree with what you've just said. Then, and I might go on. I might go on my rant now. Um, oh, here we go. For, for all of those, um, and I knew what was going to happen. I thought I'd I'd take a look at a, a popular social media group on the speedway side. Um, I, I don't think I'd, I'll name them. Um, Oh, no, I will. It's Speedway Friends on Facebook, anyway. But some of the absolute tripe that, that people come out with that, that want to point the finger of blame... What I, I don't understand the necessity to point the finger of blame at anybody. But, and it happened after... We just qualified for the final from the semi-final, and everyone's pointing the finger at Adam Ellis, saying he's not good enough, he's this and he's that. And, I've, I, and I, I mentioned to one guy, I was like, we, we've just made a World Cup final. Why can't you just save in the moment for a little while? And then... The final itself, we just we've just got plain unlucky. We've rode brilliantly throughout the meeting. Um, maybe as Tom said, a, a bit of inexperience in some of the heats has cost us. But we're a youthful side. Um, some of those sides are very much aging. I look at the well, all the sides actually. Um, we've got a very youthful side with Rob Dan. Uh, Tom Brennan as well to come in as well. And I, and I don't understand why people have to point the finger of blame. Ty Woffenden obviously come out and I was a little bit surprised and he's shouldered the full responsibility for this, but I don't think he has to. Um, I, I think he wants to as captain. Um, but for those people um, that feel that they need to point the finger at you, at people, uh, shame on you. Just enjoy the fact that we've produced an absolutely remarkable performance to take Poland on their home track to one lap. Um, I just think it was an absolutely brilliant performance and people just want to go back to the swamps that they've come from, as I referred to somebody. Your thoughts?
1: I'll yeah! Say, funny, why not?
3: <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. I mean, the Wafflendon Post, I thought, okay, he's come out. I kind of got the impression that maybe he was trying to shoulder the blame to deflect away from the other lads um yeah. but again we don't need to There's so many people think of speedway as an individual sport someone has to be to blame but in normal speedway you've got seven people on track for your team and even if someone only scores a point that point can make a hell of a lot of difference over the meeting. It's just, we don't always need to point the finger at one individual.
1: Thank you. I oh, will. <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh my not going to that's fine.
2: Oh, I thought you were going to point the finger at someone there. But, uh, if you nice. look at, I think that you look at some of the performances of, of riders that were on show, uh, Nicky Pedersen, Mikkel Mickelson, Chris Holder, these are experienced guys who have been around the scene for a long time. They they scored poorly, yet people point the finger at Tom Brennan not being good enough,
1: um,
2: Adam Ellis not being good enough, Ty Woffenden only scoring one point from, from three rides at the end there. But this was a world-class field. Um, it's not like he was losing to nobodies. He, he was losing to good riders, and maybe the track caught him out a little bit. I don't. If you look at the scores of all the Rochlav lads, Bewley, Woffenden, and... Um, Janowski, they didn't, any either of them, or none of them, scored particularly brilliantly. It, it's just one of those things. And I think, to have come second twice and won a major team tournament over the past three years is, is exceptional for British Speedway and maybe, maybe it's not dead yet. Rob's, Rob, that's probably why Rob's away. He's still taking the nails out of that coffin, I
3: suppose. <laughs> well, that, going on what you, what you kind of said, that you look at the state of league speedway in this country, and that it kind of makes what we've achieved on the on the international stage that a hell of a lot more impressive. Oh, then, I also
2: look, at, I look at some uh, what's happened in Poland again this evening. Um, the Polish, I mean, everything's rosy in Poland according to them, but the po- the third round of the Polish Championship at Krosno has just been called off for the second night in a row. Both nights they've allowed the crowd in, and the track's unrideable. Yeah, if that was British Speedway, that would be absolutely plastered all over everywhere. But it's Poland. It's they're the gods, aren't they? They do no wrong, but it happens.
3: Yeah,
1: sometimes
2: it's a summer sport. You can't help the weather. I wish I wish we could, because we're well. We wouldn't have some heat We wouldn't be so behind in the season. We're going to be in November again before we finish this, hmm. unless you're Kings Lynn, and then it'll be August.
3: <laughs> can't be tonight. No, can't be to November meeting though. Sat there in your woolly hat and fleece and big coat.
1: I've got nice. experienced a November meeting, but I have experienced it October yeah, I, I thirty uh, yeah, first. That was, I was definitely very cold. weird
2: yeah, yeah, really in October. Cold. You you got frozen off in, didn't you, when you won the treble? Didn't you get frozen off that night? Yeah, that was the thirty first. I
1: couldn't feel my toes for three hours afterwards. So, but yeah, um, November's cold, isn't it? So just don't do that.
2: <laughs> well, um, that just about summed up the World Cup. If I, I'm going to look back actually over some some performances during that World Cup. Um, impressive performances from guys that that maybe missed out on the race off. Um, Dimitri Berger um, for France. I thought he rode excellently across both nights. Um, Our guest coming on shortly, Antonio Lindback had a really good race off. Um, Looked quick in that as well. Um, Freddie Lindgren obviously always looks quick. Um, Who was at Germany. Kai Hockenbeck looked good. Um,
1: Anyone else that springs to mind? Um... I'd say Timo to did quite well. He looked good anyway.
3: Um, I'm going to quickly run through the scores. I was only really, I was only able to watch the final myself, so that's for the the semis and the, the run-off. I didn't really catch much of them. I mean, I wouldn't uh, go back and watch the semis. Aslav Milik,
1: uh, Jakob Tarschel both did very well in semi-final one. Jim and Lidsey, really, really good. Hmm. Um, like you said before Rasmus Jensen I, I've got a um, mention as well he didn't I don't, think, I don't think he actually beat anybody but Stephen Gorey was probably one of the best riders I've seen at the back of the heat yes. the entire thing I looked at it I, I did look at his scores because I thought
2: in one heat his first heat in the he semi-final I thought he looked really good he almost
1: he no it was it, I'm, a, I'm a fan I'm a big fan now, but um, yeah, I, I looked at Berger, Actually,
2: and he's not that old. He's a lot younger than I thought he was. So I wouldn't be surprised if someone takes a punt on him, maybe during the closing stages of this season, if he wants to come over. I, don't uh, think,
1: it I, I think it depends on his schedule. He's not. I don't think he's a big fan of uh, doing UK and like mainland Europe. At the same yeah. time, but <laughs> who knows? I mean, Kingsland need a now, don't they? We need two at the moment. Mind you,
2: MPT should be back soon, so a couple of weeks maybe. But yeah, we need another rider now, so be interesting to see what happens there. But um, we shall move on then. Um, and whilst we wait for Antonio, I don't think he's here yet. We shall look back over the um, the fixtures that happened in the UK whilst the World Cup was going on. Unfortunately, I have to look at these, but. Um, oh. There wasn't actually any fixtures until Thursday um, when Peterborough Panthers came to Kingslin and, and took the victory, um, despite two five ones 1s from Kingslin in heats 13 and 15. And I don't think that's happened many times this season. Um, Richard Lawson was uh, an inspired guest for Artem um but unfortunately the Peterborough top five was just too strong for Kingslin in the end. On to Friday, the Edinburgh Monarchs beat the Berwick Bandits 49 41. The Red Car Bears beat the Oxford Cheaters 48-42. And the Scunthorpe Scorpions beat the Birmingham Brummies 51-39. And then after the Edinburgh Monarchs meeting, um, the Edinburgh Academy beat Berwick Bullets 46-44, including a a brilliant performance from one um, Mickey Simpson in the end. Um, Kane at Workington um, was the Susan Roper Memorial on Saturday afternoon, uh, which saw Ashton Bowson come out on top in that Grand Prix format. New track record as well. Was there? I didn't realise yep. that. I assume from Ashton Bajan.
1: Uh, yeah, also, fun fact, uh, there's a new quickest lap, not track record, one lap. Jack Smith now has the quickest lap around the left side. Don't know what the time is, but it's what I've heard. Yeah, so well done both. Well done to them both. Um,
2: also on Saturday, the Berwick Bandits uh, just about oversaw Red Car Bears 46-44 in a thrilling heat 15, actually, and well done to Leon Flint. Um, such desperation in the defeat at home to Edinburgh the week before to then hang on and uh, be the hero, effectively, against the Red Car Bears this weekend. And then yesterday evening, um, the Glasgow Tigers, um, despite being 10 points up at one stage, won 46-44, um, unfortunately, for, for some of us. Yeah. Um, Kane's getting excited Which means that we need to um, Look at our predictions From last week Um, If I go back to The round one of the World Cup um, We all predicted Great Britain So one point each for that one Um, Semi-final two I was the only one that predicted Denmark You two mugs went for Australia So I got a point there Um, In the race off Kane then cheated in the race off And picked Australia again so me and him um, got a point each there. None for Rob, and then in the final, unpatriotic Kane went Poland and just about come out on top. But then on Sunday um, was Glasgow, Paul, and Kane. Well done. Three points. You correctly predicted 46-44
1: Thank you, thank you. Uh, it was easy, peasy, What can I say? Saw it coming from a mile off. Of course she did. Of course you did. Roll. Well, yeah. Got the
2: most now? Mm-hmm. Me, and, um, me and Kane both, <laughs> and Rob. me and Rob, just about managed to pick up
1: another point. <laughs> oh, what was that? I think Tom's uh, died in a snowstorm. Yeah,
3: it might just have been me catching something off the uh, the of microphone. Oh, I apologise for that. <laughs> um,
2: and, well, that took us to uh, Well, Kane, you're now on 23 points. Rob's on 16, and I'm on 15. So we've got a lot of points to make up here. It's too easy. Too easy. You weren't saying that last year when you were miles beyond.
1: Yeah, but that was this was just too easy. When were we going to hard mode?
2: You are.
1: When are we going to hard mode? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so, so
2: easy for you, isn't it? We'll wait. We'll catch up on the league predictions at the end of the season, or when Damn. you pick Lebedev to be in the Grand Prix again next year.
1: And I will say it with chest.
2: Anyway, that takes us on to our rider of the week last week well the week before the winner um, the Tornado came into town and took the title Conor Bailey come out on top let me get my phone I need to get the statistics it was a bit of a landslide this one as well huge there with you, callers I'm yeah, going to say about 79% it was well he got 73.57% of the votes to take the title Um second place was Dan Thompson with 19.53% and then Marcin Novak uh, with 6.9 percent of the votes, disappointing for Marcin in there. But just Rob,
1: everyone also forgot he was in British, British. He was. Yeah.
2: But we move on to this week's. Um, we have a fine selection of riders to look through, including all the uh, World Cup results. I have uh, taken a few people out, but um, Tom Kane, have, have you got anybody?
1: Uh, I've got a couple of names. We'll just take uh, one. You're only allowed one. Stop it. We
2: were going to have two when you weren't here, Kane. But we'll just go for one this time.
3: You're not allowed. I'm, I'm just going to Kane kind of pick for him as well. Um I'm going to go with very Max Cleck. I him scored paid fourteen against Berwick and fifth place at Workington.
2: I'm going to be honest, I didn't see that one coming. I mean, he's on the list, so I should have seen it coming. We all know Tom's a lovely uh, Max Clegg fan, though, isn't he? Now, know, we can all turn on him now. The Cradley side of him coming out.
3: Cradley hmm. legend, isn't it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, Max Clegg is dialled in. Kane, we'll come to you.
1: I'm going to go for another Cradley legend. He is... Frank uh... Hancock. No, I don't think he did anything this week. Maybe went to the shops for him, dunno. But um yeah, it's a prestigious list and he's not on it. So um I'm gonna go for Steve Boxall. Good shape. Come back with payday at Edinburgh, which is hard enough when you ride anyway. Um then thirteen that was, that was in the in championship the, as well, wasn't it? Yeah, and thirteen National League and a fourth place at Workington, <laughs> but I believe he was top scorer after the qualifying heats. So, yeah. Lovely. Steve so, Boxall. Steve Boxall is added in there, which
2: has left me with a dilemma now, because I've got quite a few names on it. 1, 3, 73. I've got 13 other names on it. Oh,
1: sorry,
2: I thought it was 13. I won't. Mm, I'll, just, I'll go through. Oh, who am I going to pick first before I run through everybody? I know who I'm going to go for. He's a favourite. Um but just some of the names that spring to mind as well. Benjamin Basso, um three good meetings this week, paid eleven at Kings Lynn, eleven at Redcar, and then paid thirteen against Paul um on Sunday evening. Charles Wright has had a good week. Dimitri Berger in the World Cup, as I mentioned before. Jack Older deserves a mention, unbeaten in the race off fourteen from six at Roxlav in the um, semi final. Um and yeah. then eight eight from the four Roxlav.
1: It like someone
2: else to begin with. Uh, James Pearson had probably his best night, ten and one from five at Edinburgh. Um, Jason Edwards, a couple of decent scores back in the championship. Jordan Jenkins as well, I think, deserves a mention. And and good to see Kai Thompson, um, a fifteen point maximum for Edinburgh against Berwick. Um, I've put Rasmus Jensen out of here because he's just a friend of the show, really. Um, Richard Lawson was also another one on my list. Paid fourteen, paid fifteen twice this week. It's hard to argue with any of that. Um, and Robert Lambert, I've put on the list. Two very good performances in the World Cup. But my vote goes to an old favourite of ours. His, definitely his best performance of his probably his career, actually. Mickey Simpson. Yes! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on! For, for his uh, 16 from seven rides. Only one meeting this week, but 16 from seven um, for young Mickey. Um, definitely the best score that he's had this season so he makes the list for the final three so um, our final three will be Max Clegg Steve Boxall and Mickey Simpson and that will go up on our social media pages at some point this week
1: this might be a first they all won in the same meeting in the same week Ooh. Who did? Ooh. all of them three of them oh yeah I didn't even notice that
2: well we like to bring uh, firsts a podcast first. Good night oh,
1: yeah.
3: TV. First appearance. First, uh... mm. this is what first, I'll bring to the show.
2: First appearance, first Mac Cle- Max Clegg appearance. Done all right for himself, eh? Huh? Right, so, um, that is our roundup of that for this week. Um, before, because I want to look through that um, once Antonio joins us on the show, but um, another one to, to have a look at I'll come to that later because I want to talk to Tom in depth about this one, about something he said to Kane previously. But uh, another statement, not very nice, was it? No, no, no. It was all right. This it was it was actually oh, a sensible yeah. conversation between the two of you. I think, which, is, which is strange. But
1: um. <laughs> lies, nah. Just that some never news... happened.
2: I was hacked <laughs> <laughs> to come out of uh, British Speedway. So there's obviously another statement this week regarding the suspension of Nick Morris and. Um, following his breach of the regulations at Birmingham on the 12th of July and his 30-day suspension of his registration pending a disciplinary. The hearing was actually due to take place last Tuesday, I think it was. Um, They requested a postponement for a later date on the understanding that his suspension would continue until the hearing takes place, um, regardless of the date exceeded the initial 30-day suspension. So disciplinary hearing will now take place on the 16th of August, so a couple of weeks. Um, and Birmingham will continue to have a facility for Nick during his suspension period so um, is that well that's what I was going to say is that fair um, but this is hardly Birmingham's yeah. fault is it <laughs> this is this is a Nick Morris error in judgement shall we say
1: it's it is what it is that is uh, well, that's pretty
2: much all we can say on it really it's
1: fitting, it? but yeah
2: um, and then, I'm, I'm having... To, I'll come to you for this one, Tom, because I'm going to have to pronounce his name at some point. So, this could go badly wrong. But Peterborough uh, uh, sure. have made a change this uh, this week and he makes his debut tonight. Um, Kane, have you got an update?
1: Uh, uh, um, uh, um, he came last week too, I think.
2: Yeah. I, I heard he's on Artem Laguta's machinery, actually.
1: It looked like it. I mean, they were green, so... Sorry, so... Um, <laughs>
3: So now should we just call him the guy on Laguta's machine?
2: Yeah, I think yeah, we could do, or <laughs> just call him. Patrick. Should we call him Patrick? Patrick, Liggins. I'm going. I'm going to try and have a go. Patrick Wadillo, we- Wadillo.
1: I will just go. Voicedillo.
2: Wadillo. We'll go with that. He's uh,
1: uh. He's also come last in heat five.
2: No. Oh. Heat seven. Well, he's he's come in, um as a replacement for the outgoing hands Anderson. You would He's been a, he's been a great servant to um, to Peterborough and British Speedway in general, but um, I, I don't I don't for reading the statement it doesn't look like Peterborough or Rob Lyon particularly I wouldn't say wanted him, but um, they were hardly scouting him by the sounds of it. He's just come in with positive news regarding him. I, I believe he rides for Ribnik in Poland alongside um, Brady Kurtz. Um, and he rides in Sweden as well, but are very much unknown on these shores. And But he is the Argentinian champion, despite being Polish, but why does that matter?
1: It doesn't stop bringing it up. He won it fair and square against other people that weren't from Argentina. He just infiltrated the country on one day. Well, he did beat
2: Paco Castaño, I suppose, didn't he?
1: Famous Argentinian, Paco Castaño. Thought
3: <laughs> thought the famous Brit, Rory fine.
1: Yep, and the famous uh, Spanish rider, Facundo Albin, who is actually from Argentina.
3: I could say something to upset Nathan, but I won't.
1: Do it, it's fine. (laughs) 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 They do it, I won't worry about it.
3: You're placing Rob, it's too nice already. Well, to be honest, I could say about two people. One will probably upset Nathan Nathan, and one won't. Say the one that will. Say the one that will. The famous German Robert
1: Lambert. Mm-hmm. I like that one. That upset a few people, <laughs> including Robert Lambert. Never mm. come on the show now. I Cheers, Tom. I don't know if he ever would, to be honest. Yeah, to be fair, you're a Kingsland fan.
2: No, no, this is true.
1: You spotted Bellevue, maybe?
2: What? Not mm-hmm. when Lambert goes to Sheffield in a couple of weeks.
3: We don't support them either. Um, Lambert to replace uh, Holder after his injury. Someone
2: uh, I can't remember who mentioned this the other day, but it wouldn't surprise me if he went to Sheffield just to help him mate. Why not?
1: I think we jokingly mentioned this around the table on uh, Sunday evening. Yeah, I think I think we've talked about it. It'd
2: be just funny if he turned up getting to Bellevue not as, as well. funny as
1: my comedic that will be mentioned later on in the show
2: oh have you got one have you yeah you might be on your own this week because I've not got anything I did have some I, but...
1: I could probably do all three to be fair
2: I've got, I've got nothing no what I did are have we doing for no.
1: Tom because uh, Tom doesn't start with an R no Tom can be tremendous treacherous.
3: oh tremendous is a good one I like that to be fair i will come up with about seven different ones you got seven different examples, of just seven different titles? No, it was just seven different things, we're going to be two. Oh, okay. Quite a few of well, those gonna... didn't go any further. <laughs>
2: but um, just uh, one last bit of news from this week, and it's your favourite again, Tom. Um, Max Clegg has reappeared again in the championship. Um, he will be covering for Lassa Fredrickson at Edinburgh while he's out with his, his injury. And, um, I think they're, they're, bringing, they're bringing him in more for his home form than anything else, with no disrespect to him. But um, if they can pick up some wins at Edinburgh, um, that'll do, do him some good.
3: More, uh, he's
1: both, are they?
3: I'll um, pretend to be an Edinburgh fan for a... Uh... No, I can't finish that off. What are you the new? <laughs> I just can't finish that one off. I'm not being an Edinburgh fan. No, uh, Not just yet, anyway. No, maybe
2: next time. Hello, Edinburgh fans.
1: Those of you that are still with us. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, what I will do then is, while I'm, I've sent Antonio a message, so I'm hoping he'll join us very soon, what I'm, I want to talk about is an interest... I, I don't know if "interest" is the word. Um, the report coming out this week about Leicester going up for sale. but um, I think what's important to reiterate to... All fans here is I, this is this is totally different to what's happening at Wolverhampton and Peterborough. I don't think that there's any danger to the future of Leicester, as I understand it. Leicester own their own track. Um, I tell you what, though, I'm just going to stop you there because um, we are joined on the show. Our guest has arrived. Um, I'm going to make sure he's here. Make sure he's listening. So, on. Um, the Rio Rocket just back from the World Cup. Um, looking in good spirits as well. Antonio Lindback is joining us on the show. Thank you for joining us, Antonio.
0: Ah, uh, thank you. Sorry, I'm a little bit late. <laughs> not,
2: not a problem at all. <laughs> Better late than never, as as I always say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think um, where where shall we begin? We'll begin with last week and um, obviously the, the World Cup taking place in Poland and your return um, to the Swedish side. Probably not. Um, I don't, I don't know. Let's let's talk to you about it, Antonio. Was it was it sort of what you expected um, from that Swedish side against the opposition that were there?
0: I know the, you know, like uh, England, uh, Australia, and Poland, Denmark. they're Tough teams. They have very good riders inside, and uh, they have many, many extra league guys or GP guys in the in the squad. So of course, I knew it should be hard, but. Uh, we also, know our capacity, uh, cap, cap, uh, like how good we can be if everything working good. But uh, to come to Roslav is is a tough track. It's like uh, you need to be really fast in Roslav, and uh, I know this should be hard. But uh, we still have fun. Of course,
2: in the, uh, your performance in the in the race off against Australia. Australia looked very dominant, but um, you you looked a lot. A lot better in that semi-final. Was there a lot of, um, or in the race off? Sorry, was there a lot of difference in the track conditions from the race off compared to the semi-final?
0: The, the thing is like this: we had uh, I had Striker a lot with the speed, uh, and uh, I got uh, some new engines, and uh, have uh, if you say I start to to learn how to put uh, to to set up them proper. Uh, so the first first day, I struggled a little bit with the setup and didn't know like if I should go up or down and spoke it and that. So to the second day, that was easy for me to put up the bike and knew a little bit more. So uh, and also the track was uh, there was a little bit more dirt on the track uh, on on uh, on Friday. So uh, for me, that was suiting better.
1: Yeah, um,
2: obviously Sweden uh, probably as expected come second in there in in the. Um... Semi-final to to Great Britain, and then in the race off to Australia. So you qualify again for for the next series. So now you've come out of international retirement. Are you looking forward to a return to the Speedway Nations, or do you prefer the World Cup?
0: Nah, I don't, I don't really know. Uh, uh, for me, it's like like I said on um, uh, one other interview. I'm, I'm really really happy to be back here uh, to race. Like I say, with the big boys, uh, it's where I want to be, and uh, definitely I was getting. I was. Uh, I want to do more, and uh, we will see what's happening in the future. But uh, doesn't matter if that uh, what they do. But if they want me in the team, I'm definitely uh, definitely will be there.
2: And Leon, is that the wee one, the the little one?
0: Yeah, it's my my princess.
2: <laughs> ah, chip off the old block. Yeah. So uh, would, I'll come to the uh, the European Championships in a little while, which um, the second round takes place in Germany this weekend. But obviously, as the way you talk there, and you want to be amongst the big boys again, do you still have aspirations of riding in the Grand Prix series again?
0: Into this year, I was, uh, I was saying, uh, I was, uh, I didn't really think about the Grand Prix. I was uh, really focused about the uh, sec, uh, but. Uh, for me, Grand Prix was a little bit, um, nah, I, w- I was not really thinking about that. But after the Team World Cup now and uh, come back there, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I will see. It's like, uh, uh, I hope uh, next year I can do the qualification, uh, qualified, uh, qualified and then we will see what's happening.
2: Yeah. So, we'll, we'll look forward to hopefully seeing you back again next year and as we move on to the uh, European Series, as you mentioned, you you back in the European Series. You've had a good, a good career in the Speedway European Championships, and you move on to gustrow in uh, Germany this week. Is is this a track you like? Because personally, I I absolutely hate it. I hate where the finish line is off that fourth bend.
0: Yeah, it is. It's it's so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> now it's like the first the first meeting in Schlesdhov is like I said before. I have. Uh, I have not had uh, good enough onions. Uh, I have not had fast enough onions, uh, and uh, that is something I have been working hard on. And when you go against this rider like who is in SEC or Grand Prix or whatever, you know, like if you don't have equipment, you you cannot do anything. So for me to come into the second round and uh, feel like I have uh, I have started to get really good equipment and. Uh, Uh, my team start to work better we start to know the engine better so it's feeling really good Uh, of course we come to Gustrov you know like it's a small tricky track but uh, still you know like you need some some fast engine days like even if that is a small track you can still do big big laps so uh, I'm really looking forward to it
2: and hopefully you can put in a good performance and, and push yourself back at those standings again. Is, have you got an aim for the SEC? Is there a particular position that you want to finish in? Or is it just taking one meeting at a time?
0: Nah, yeah. Of course, know I want... Uh, my goal is to come top six, so I'm uh, qualified for next year. Uh, but uh, after the first round, I take uh, then I take one meeting at a time, and now I start to feel like I can come up there and play uh, up on the top uh, top spot so uh, uh, like I said I'm, I'm looking forward to it but uh, I lost one 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 meeting, so I need to do three really good ones now in the end
2: yeah and you've got um you've got big gosh and part beachy to come are these I mean these are big fast tracks as well are these tracks that you enjoy you always seem to for, for, from my opinion, these big, fast, open, wide places is where you seem to excel the most.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's like uh, like uh, if you don't have engines, you don't want to come to big tracks. If you don't, uh, if you don't have fast engines, you don't want to come to big tracks. Then you have big chance like in or these kind of places. But uh, now, when uh, with my new engines, I'm 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 looking forward for big Gosh and special Paltabits. So bits. I think my my bikes would fit really good there. So. Uh, I feel like it's it's three good tracks for me. Uh, store is a, it's a, techno, a technical track and I like that. And then the have Big Gush that I have done a couple of good meetings on uh, now the last couple of times I've been there. And part of the bit is like always a fun track to race on. So I feel like it's uh, it's three good good tracks to come to.
2: Lovely. And as we finish we conclude with uh, talking about the series. I just wanted to take you back to the early days and Obviously, as with all our guests that come on the show, I like to do a little bit of research. And, and something I I didn't know about and your career or your life to date was um, described as something out of a Hollywood blockbuster. Um, if you don't mind me mentioning um, being abandoned at birth in, in in Rio and with the tale of the adopted parents as well. Um, and then becoming a, a Swedish champion, shall we say. How How did you first get into Speedway?
0: Uh, there was like my the first time I was testing speedway was when I was like uh, 9 years old I think uh, there was like uh, there was, uh, my mom is a teacher was was a teacher in school so they had like this uh, uh, this uh, day with a class like they were testing new things and they were testing speedway and then uh, I had a day off from school so I was going with them so that was the first time I was testing it <laughs>
2: and so then move up the levels you started with I suppose they would be your boyhood club in Sweden Masana um, so then if we look at what should have happened I believe you were due to be back with Masana this year and they actually, they had to fold and you've ended up at Rosbergana um, what is it like to ride for your hometown club shall we say
0: yeah, it's, it's both it's good and bad if you're doing if you have a good meeting it's good if you have a bad meeting you are in the city. But um, at the same time, it's uh, it's a a safety place to have this, uh, like, a home track. I have done so many heats here. So, uh, of course, you know, like, I can always go and practice in August. I have been so close from it's just, like, 10 minutes from my house. So I have been always so good about that. Uh, But at the same time, we're racing on so many tracks. So it's not like, it's not. That big difference where where you have your home track. It's like, as long as you have a home track that that you like, it doesn't matter if that is uh, at your home city or if that is away.
2: Yeah, and, and and you've gone on to do, to do great things. Obviously, as I mentioned, you went on to win the British Grand Prix um, at Cardiff. Um, you, you've won a few other GPs in himself, but just what's what's it like to win a Grand Prix in a stadium like Cardiff?
0: No, it's uh, it's amazing to do that. It's like uh, that big stadium is like unbelievable to come to. It's, uh, when normally when you stay in the start before before the tape goes, it's like the only thing you hear is like the motorcycles and then you are like focused like on yourself. But it's like uh, when the final was in Cardiff, you can hear the crowd like screaming around. So I think... It's a different world, but it's it's so cool to do that, and also to come there and win the win the Grand Prix is like, nah, it's, it's awesome.
2: Of course, yeah, and and just talking about your British career, obviously, you burst onto the scene when you come to Britain. Um, I paid twenty-one point maximum for the Pool Pirates um, in a in a fixture against Exeter. Have you ever thought? I know you've rode. You recently you rode for Paul in 2016. Have you ever thought about a comeback to the UK over to these shores? I'm sure there's you've got plenty of fans in the UK. Yeah, I'd love to see you back.
0: I I was not thinking about that, but for like uh, a time ago, my wife is uh, telling me she wants me to go back to England. She loves England. Uh, <laughs>
1: they're
0: like, yeah, you need to do that. You need to do that. I'm like, no, come on, yes, of course, you must do it. So she was pushing me hard to do that. <laughs> But uh, no, I'm, I'm uh, yes, I'm a little bit interesting. Uh, it's like England start to come back. Is uh, more and more riders coming there and race, and the tracks start to uh, be better and better. So, yeah, maybe we
1: will see.
2: Well, I, I think Kings Lynn are looking for a rider at the moment. I'm just I'll note down your average and and. Um... See if I can put some word out that Antonio's interested yes. in coming back to the UK. <laughs> yeah, do um, that. <laughs> Dude, did, 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 um, are you still aware that your track record at pool is still in place?
0: Yes, I have. Yes, I have. I think so. Uh, last last time I checked, I still have the track record. Do you,
2: do you check on it often?
0: No, there was like American? no. It's It's more like other people tell me. <laughs> it's like it was like for I think it was in the beginning of the year, it still said to me like, I oh, still have the track record. I don't know. It's like an old Java onion. <laughs> Fast like hell and it was perfect condition. So I think that track would will stay for a long time.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was I mean tracks have obviously changed over the time and um some track records. Stay for long periods of time, but it's testament to you and how quick you were that night that that, that track record still stands in place to this day.
0: Yeah, but um, yeah. you know, it's it's a different time. We had different uh, exhaust pipe. We have different and It's like the bike was totally different. So it's a little bit wrong to say, you know, like when you change the bike and change the equipment, I also think you need to make a new track record for the for the standard that you have done because the bikes before you could have much more grip on the track and still being being uh, fast now if you have that much grip with this new new style on the bike the bike will totally be dead so yeah
2: but it's it's still fun interesting you say that we've had a couple of riders who have who have come out of retirement shall we say for longer periods than yourself who were the changes in the machinery over such a short space of time. Have you noticed the, the the change in machinery over such a short space of time? And and is it is it much different to how it used to be for yeah. you?
0: <laughs> it's the big boss. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: yeah, no, but um, nah, it's not the big change like that. You know, like your when when they change something, you change the style a little bit. Uh, the only thing is like. Maybe that was a little bit more boring. Now it's like you cannot have the same. You cannot rip up the track at the same like the same you did before. Uh, that is the most shit, yes, you say like that. You have more like bottom power in the bikes before than you have now. But at the same time, you know, like what can you do? You need to. You need to race on what stuff you can race on. and You change. You change your style a little bit after the the bikes. Yeah, of
2: course, of course, and. If we um, move away from Britain now, and, and we'll go back to your to, to Sweden, um, you you're currently riding with Ross Bergana um, in the Swedish League. How's it generally going over there for you at the moment after having to change clubs at the beginning of the season?
0: Yeah, no, it had been. Uh, it was a little bit struggling in the beginning when I didn't know how how they should go with Masana. but um, uh, it had been nice to have like uh, support like from from uh, like. Uh, from uh, my family, of course, my wife and uh, everybody here. and uh, So I can like, keep going, keep focus on what I should do and not put too much focus on the negative who was then. But uh, when we were signing with, the Rootspigan was nice. There was a good feeling. Peter Jansson is a really good uh, uh, team leader, if you say like that, um, trainer. So uh, it's like uh, I'm happy with that club. It's... Uh, of course, I've been struggling a little bit over there, but yeah, uh, that is um, the track. Have been a little bit different than it was before. So, but that's life. I'm still happy to be there, and uh, uh, it's it's a nice it's a nice club.
2: And of course, and and you also ride in Poland um, with Poznan in Liga One. Um, unfortunately, it's not been a great season for Poznan to date. Uh, one fixture left to go. You. You're currently bottom of the table at, uh, and at risk of getting relegated. Is there still hope amongst that team that that you can overtake, overhaul odds, and and stay in League One next year?
0: Yeah, you know, like if if we win now on uh, Sunday away in um, the, uh, Landsort, then we have a big chance. But uh, at the same time, you know, like we 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 have not had a good year, and uh, that is the way it is. Um, I have struggled a lot that's like uh, also there because I have not had onions who are good enough, uh, being good enough fast enough over there, but uh, it's speedway sometimes it's going good, sometimes it's going bad, and for the moment, this year I have not been so good for Well,
2: awesome. and things can change um, and hopefully we see them move And if we can um, we'll talk to you about um Swedish speedway in general um we've we talk a lot obviously uh, about british speedway in this country and the fans seem to be the final nail in the coffin is the big one that they always say when things don't go right in this country for you how how is swedish speedway looking from from that point of view as a league and a, and a and a, a governing body
0: yeah um, no it's like i i i think they need to do something Big for the Swedish speedway, like uh, for uh, if you look at the league league speedway and also like uh, how many people coming up, uh how many new riders we get. Who is then I mean, like riders who can like compete in the grand prix or like higher up in the leagues. And for the moment, this um, is a bit low there, it's like. Uh, I think we need to do something so we can focus a little bit more about the Swedish riders and try to help, especially the young ones, to come up a little bit. But at the same time, it's not really it's not really my my point to, to work on. or will say something about and The only thing I hope is like maybe we can uh, on some way try to to help the young guys to try to come up a little bit more. And,
1: um...
2: Yeah, and I must say, in terms of the young guys coming in, um, you were, the Sweden are well-represented in the SGP2, which is essentially the under-21 series with Philip Hellström-Bangs, uh, Kasper Henriksen, uh, Gustav Gran. Uh, and you recently had a winner in the SGP3 um, meeting as well with young Rasmus Carlson coming out on top in that. So there is positives, the youth side coming through for the Swedish team with the, with the greatest respect the team during the World Cup is... Um, in the twilight of their career, shall we say? Um, people like yourself, Freddie Lindgren, all of that age now where you need these riders to come and progress up to the next level.
0: Hmm. Yeah, you know, like that, that's important. We try to, to help the young riders and give them the right opportunity. It's like, still it's a bit different to race uh, SEP3 or uh, SP, SCP 2 is like Junior Speedway. It's like, it's like when you're coming up to senior uh, senior uh, over 24 or how you say it, it's like it's become much tougher uh, so it's like we need to keep working so they keep fighting even when they coming off from junior stage if you say like that but uh, I, I hope they will be good we have a few riders who is uh, who is good but uh, i hope to see i hope to see more riders who have been there
2: and hopefully we, we get to see a rejuvenated Sweden in the future, and all these riders coming through, and um, we wish you well for the for the the SEC series for the rest of the season, and also for the for your career. Do you feel like you could go on forever? Is is your body? No. Does your body <laughs> feel like you could go on forever, or is there a point now where you're thinking I probably need to wind down? Does the boss No, it's you? like
0: uh, no, as long as I feel I can uh, I can do better, I can uh, compete against uh, the best riders in the world then i will keep going and uh long as i have uh, i had the support from the home from my wife and uh, my family then then i will keep going
2: brilliant that's great to hear and it, it is fantastic for you to come on our show and talk to us about the comeback essentially uh, yeah. and it was a pleasure <laughs> it was it was an absolute pleasure to watch you in the world cup uh, over oh, the thanks last so week much. but if i can just uh, i've got Kane and tom here with me as well i don't know if you two have got any questions you want to ask antonio They've all gone quiet on me. We <laughs> <laughs> didn't realise they were on mute. Kane, Tom, anything for Antonio? Uh,
1: I, I, have, I have a question, yeah. Um, Go for it. So, I, I don't know if you do any more, but you did have... Uh, you sort of mentored Philip Elstrom Banks a while, didn't you? Four. Uh, Sorry? One more time? Uh, did you used to, like, work with Philip Elstrom Banks? Yes, uh, uh, Mizani, Yeah, uh, I was wondering like how that came about, how it started.
0: Yeah, uh, we, we was talking a little bit me and me and Philip about that, and uh, we was we was doing a, a goal. We was doing a test for it, uh, and then uh, I was working with them. But uh, yeah, like I said, I really like. Me and Philip is having no problem and it's working really good between us. Was uh, some other stuff who was not working that good, so we will finish up to see, uh, finish up to work together.
1: Okay, that's all I had. Thank you. Yeah.
3: Anything <laughs> from you, uh, John? Bit, just picking up on something you said about Cardiff. Um, how much yeah. does it differ having an in in essence an indoor track? as opposed to what you used to riding
0: on in? No, it's like this, the, uh, the material, it's like uh, uh, outdoor you have the, the normal weather, like the rain, the sun, everything, the track become more con- uh, cons- consistent. It's like harder, like you can rip it up, but the, you still have like a bottom. And this indoor tracks is like, you don't really have like a ground. It's like, it's soft the whole way through. Uh, so that means also you get like really deep ruts and also the track is like it's open up much more than normally tracks do at the same time it's like the last couple uh, the last the last year they've done like they done like a really good job with them and make the track holding together for one meeting and uh, of course it's become really good speed with there but uh, now if you say like I think nearly everybody, it's, it's really fun to go on this kind of tracks because it's like, uh, they're so special. But if, uh, like, for me, I, I'm, I like more this real practice say like that. It's like you can make a little bit more with them.
3: Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, um, that's the only thing I had, really. But, uh, yeah, we was just trying to understand the the difference between... <laughs> The from a...
0: no, yeah no, but it's like it's race. It's like like the the biggest difference is like normally on a normal track you have always a base and then it's like a hard base and then we have material up, so you can dig it up and still make material. But you always have like you're only coming down a certain bit and then it's like rock hard. On this indoor tracks, you don't have that. So when the when the ruts start to come. They keep going deeper and deeper and deeper. <laughs>
2: we, uh, fair we, enough. We have seen many times many times at Cardiff some big ruts and yeah. <laughs> But um thank you for answering those, Antonio. If you don't mind, um would you like to take part in our quiz? We invite all uh, our, we invite all of our guests to take on one of our members of the show in a quiz, if you don't mind. Okay. Okay. The question is, is very suited to you and I'll explain the rules to you. You this evening will yep. be taking on our resident host Kane in the podcast versus the world. Kane will represent the okay. podcast and you will represent the world. I okay. will I will ask you a question which will have multiple answers. So in this instance I've got a question which has got eighteen possible answers. You two okay. will take you two will take it in turns to, to give me a correct answer. Whoever gives me an incorrect answer or repeats a previous answer loses unfortunately.
1: Oh, I'm sorry on this one.
2: <laughs> I think you will be alright at this Antonio. I'm going to be honest. Okay. So, as I said, this question has got 18 possible answers and the question is mm. this. There has been since 2014 12345678 different SEC meetings in Germany. Seven at Gustrow and one at Landshut. What I want you both to do is to take it in turns, is name the 18 riders who have finished on a podium in these meetings in Germany. Do you oh, understand? Yeah. So this goes okay, back, okay. it goes back to 2014. So there are 18 riders who have been on a podium in the in an SEC meeting in Germany. So,
0: yeah.
2: Antonio, I'll come to you first for your first answer. On the podium. Yep, so they, as long as they have finished in the top three. Molinski. Um, this is a bad start.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't even know which version was, I Antonio,
2: say yourself. Myself, yeah. Say yourself. <laughs> okay, Antonio. <I told> you. <laughs> yes, that is a correct answer. Well done. <laughs> you, fin- you finished third in Landshut in twenty fifteen.
0: Oh yeah, I did. Do you did. remember?
2: <laughs> Are you members now? Yeah. Back to you, Kane. Sorry, uh, I, I had to. I had to start off somewhere. Um Don't get one wrong. I Dan Beale. is correct. He finished third last year. Back to you, Antonio.
0: Uh, oh, yeah, they have uh, the Polish guy. Uh, oh, now it's still. What the hell the Polish guy? You have Smash League. You have Dudek. Patrick Dudek.
2: Dudek is correct. I've seen him. He finished second last year and third in 2021. Back to you, Kane.
1: I'm um, not going to say I don't know. He's been a while, hasn't he, Leon Madsen?
2: Leon Madsen is correct. He was, well, he was second in twenty twenty one, twenty nineteen, and twenty
0: eighteen. See so you, Antonio. Smashlik.
2: Schmarslick.
0: Tiska Geper.
2: He is not. not. And not a correct not. answer. No, I, and I can't get let you off this time. I've always came. no nah, yes, shout at me. Schmarslick has never podiumed in an SEC. So ah, Kane, okay. Kane, oh. you, Kane, you come out on top. I can give you. Have you got any more answers, Kane?
1: Uh, um, Mills, Christian, Everson. I don't this know. Is, no, this is, no, this is hard.
2: Know. This is harder than I thought. Yeah, I
1: thought it's not. really hard.
2: Do you want me to give you some answers? <laughs> you could have had. Yeah, Yanis um, No. Ah, oh. aha. Uh-huh. Uh, Quatrapiolicky or Pavliky? Should I say? Grigori Laguta. Ah, Laguta. Robert Lambert, Martin Vashelik, Sifutinov, Nicky Pedersen, Christoph Kasprzak, your favourite Kane, Andrei Lebedev, Mikkel oh. Mikkelsen, Bartosz Schmectaler, Peter Kildermund, did I say Kai
1: Huckenbeck as well? Uh, you have now.
2: You, you could have had then. But anyway,
1: <laughs> fear,
0: fear
2: not. <laughs> yeah, congrats. <laughs> fear, fear not, Antonio, I've got another one for you. In, in a, yep. it's, our, it's our special Who Am I? um so what i'm going to do is i'm going to give you three questions which will get easier as you go along um the 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 rider remains the same but i'll ask you the three questions and you have to guess who the rider is from them three questions okay
0: yeah yeah
2: right so we shall begin number one born in 1996 i made my british league debut in 2014 for glasgow following in my father's footsteps into Speedway, although we never represented the same clubs.
0: Born 1996. Yep. And 2014. Debut in. Yep, 2014 debut
2: in Britain in Glasgow. And his father, his father was also a speedway
1: rider. Uh.
3: Hey.
0: Ty? Oh, no, 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 no. He's fucking older. 1998. Now take one more. Okay. We'll
2: move on to question two. Individually... Individually, I've had very little success at Speedway, but have been world and team long track champion, as well as European grass track champion.
0: okay. He's uh, <laughs> not familiar with Speedway, med long track. 1996. to he's <laughs> bad 1996. Uh, blah, 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 blah.
2: So he's good at long track.
0: Yeah. He, he
2: might he might be uh, a team, blender. he might be a teammate of yours as well.
0: Yeah, it's a Bashir.
2: Put that down. You've locked an answer in there, but we'll go on to question yeah. three in case you want to change your answer. But question three. In 2018 and 2019, I partnered David Belago in the Speedway of Nations and have captained France in the recent 2023 yeah. World Cup. Be- sure. Yes, that is correct. Ah. You get you get 2 points. There, <laughs> I
1: know that. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> I know that. <laughs> no, my, my...
2: So, Okay, yeah. Those... We will now come back to the podcast to redeem himself. And Kane, you might have to step aside for this one because this is for Tom. Tom, oh, you're still there. I turn. I um I I forgot to change the answer after Kane said he was or the question and, and Kane will never get this, but Tom might be yes, able he to
1: will.
2: <laughs> so yeah, Kane you can play along if you want, but Tom, if you are ready? Go for it. Right. Born in nineteen sixty-five. Yeah, I'm okay in this one. I spent fifteen years riding in the British League from nineteen eighty two to nineteen ninety six, predominantly with the same team. Riding in one world final back in nineteen eighty seven. Uh
3: what year is he born?
2: Nineteen sixty five. Oh.
1: Oh.
3: I'm gonna go Billy Hamill.
2: Billy Hamill.
3: Okay. No, no, question, no, the
2: question number two. In nineteen eighty-eight, I partnered Kelvin Tatum to World Pairs Glory, the same year as I became overseas champion at Coventry, beating Kelvin Tatum and Simon Wig in a runoff.
1: Oh.
3: 88 was the year I was born, so I don't really remember that much.
2: (laughs) Um, I was only five. Uh,
3: Let's go. I'm going to stick with Billy Hamill. Mainly, of course, I'm struggling to... I'm kind of guessing it's going to be something creatively related. I think you said it's... Um, towards me so I'm trying to think of
2: it's like he knows we'll go on to question three in 1989 I won the Speedway World Team Cup final at Oddsall Stadium in Bradford although I was involved in the infamous terrible crash on turn one of the first heat of the meeting which not only took all four riders out of the meeting but ended, ended the career of Eric Gunderson was a teammate. Uh, Missed that bit at the time.
3: Yano Pedersen.
2: It's no points, Tom, I'm afraid. You're going to kick yourself.
3: I'm going to kick him.
2: You had the right era, but it was Simon Cross.
3: Uh, Insert own swear word here. (laughs) (laughs)
2: It wouldn't be the first time. Rob let us down last week as well, so... That concludes the quizzes this week, but Antonio, before you go, um, again, I keep saying that a lot, but let's go this time, um, we do a quick-fire 10 questions with all our guests, so um, Tom is going to ask you 10 quick-fire questions, you just show the first answer that comes to your head, um, and we'll go from there.
3: Over to you, okay. Tom. Okay, so question one, which is tends to be a good place to start, but... Uh, What's your favourite track? Uh, Ostrov. Ostrov. Okay. Um, And what sport would you be involved in if you weren't involved in speedway? Um, Teeing and freestyle. Okay. Um, What's your favourite moment in speedway so far? uh the uh, yeah uh, when I was winning them uh what's your three favorite things about Speedway?
0: uh speed uh is the yeah meeting different people and uh That my wife really
3: love when I race. Okay, thank you. What's um, so your... I think we've already covered this slightly, but what's your club supported? One more time. Uh, what's the clubs that you support, or club you support? Uh, uh, which clubs I've been racing for? No, which, cl- uh, which team do you uh, follow... Support, oh, uh, uh
0: what do we say then? I was supporting pool when they was I don't know if they're racing now, but when I was racing before, I was looking a lot of them,
3: okay? Yeah, pool still going, um, dropped down a lead now, but uh, they're still going. Okay. Um, what's your two least favorite things about speedway?
0: Uh, all the traveling uh, and uh, Santa and also when you're away from the family for a long time
3: yeah uh, I'm away from my family at the moment working away yeah. it's, uh, very difficult <laughs> uh, um, so, do you have any pre-match superstitions
0: no not really
3: no. Okay. Um, I that, uh, who do you think will finish second in the World Championship this year?
0: Second? Yeah,
3: we've, yeah. Uh, we've decided to change okay. because
0: Schmarz has yeah.
2: nearly won it, so we've decided to go who you think will come <laughs> second.
0: <laughs> uh, I hope not. But I think Lingren will come second. I want Lingren to win, but uh, I think he will come second.
3: Okay. And who is your favorite rider? I'm not sure if we're allowing you to say yourself, but.
0: <laughs> uh, no, my favorite rider is Thomas Golub. It's like uh, his style that he has and uh, like what he could do on the bike. So. Yeah, I had been know I'd be away with of course a lot but if I'm looking for the favourite one is Thomas Golovkin
3: yep yeah, ok thank you and the final one um, which I think my class is the most important Yeah. is for any reason which one of these teams so you got Workington Swindon Kingsley or the right answer here is Cradley Okay. Take that question again because my daughter was screaming. No problem. Uh, So, for any reason, which one of these teams would you pick? Swindon, Kingsley, Workington, or Cradley? Uh, Swindon. Swindon.
0: Yeah, because last time I was a Swindon, I took fourteen points. I should, and beat I should... uh, Lee Adams <laughs>
2: oh. oh well that's something to be proud of I'll, I'll cross you off my potential Kings Lynn signings anyway that's me I've had it I've had it with him then <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay no Kings Lynn then <laughs> <laughs> but um, no that
2: that finishes us off for this evening um, Antonio it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show and thank you for joining us and chatting to us um, yeah. we'd love to have it was really on the show, fun to be isn't? with you and um, to have someone like yourself on the show who's just come fresh from the World Cup, it's, it's a real pleasure to have you. But um, for the rest of this season, we wish you all the best. And for the future, for you and your family, we wish you all the best. But thank you for joining us, Antonio.
0: Thank you. Thank you again.
2: Thanks very much. We'll speak to thank you me. later. See you later. Bye. Bye. What a bloke. What
1: a... I bet he doesn't even know who it is.
2: is. <laughs> I bet you don't know who Cradley is either. <laughs> Even in a two-team contest, Kingsland can't win.
1: To be fair, even though he picked Swindon, he's still got a little bit of a dig in there, so it's OK.
2: Yeah, it's because he scored 14 and he beat Lee Adams. That, I'm, I'm not <laughs> sure if Rob will be happy with that, but Rob's got a point out of that, so...
1: Exactly.
3: I think, okay. fair... so seeing as he's uh, picked Swindon for the reason that he beat them, I think you should take a point off Rob. That's a,
2: that's an interesting debate that we'll have to take up with Rob, I think, eh? It's...
1: I think I think we don't need to uh, debate it. We can just do it now.
2: Well, I, I, I mean, Swindon haven't got that many points anyway, so.
1: <laughs> but the level we're you now five five eleven,
2: is it? Oh,
1: yeah. And oh, we, for those listening uh, who want to know the tally for the podcast versus the world, it's thirty six forty one.
2: Yeah, we've we've had a little bit of a stinker again, there, haven't we? Although I did I did give mm. him a little bit of a chance. Yeah, I'm surprised but, he went with Smolinski yeah. first. That's not a bad shout, to be fair, but. But we move on with the show. Um and as we were talking to Antonio about the um SEC, I think we'll we'll do our preview of the, of the meeting. Um so that it will take place in Gostro um this week and I've said it many times before and I said it to him, I absolutely detest this track. Where the finish line is off bend four, if you're on the outside you are absolutely knackered round it. I like it.
1: It's quirky. You,
2: you said that before, but I hate it. It's
1: just different. What's wrong with being different? Do you do you hate people for being different? Yeah. So- totally.
2: It's like Wolverhampton and Lakeside, isn't it? It's just terrible. Yeah, but that's
1: that's the bad kind of difference. This is the ooh kind of interesting. I like hi, w- hi Wolves fans. <laughs> hello, Wolves fans.
2: I was going to say so. Oh yeah, I was actually gonna when I was going to introduce Tom on the show. I was going to say we've got a Cradley fan here. So hello, Wolves
3: fans. Hello, Wolves fans. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be upsetting them anymore. You've just you've got me on here. That will upset enough. <laughs> hello, hello. Wolves fans. We
2: look we look ahead to the meeting itself this coming weekend. And uh, Leon Madsen, um, reigning champion, currently leads the series. Obviously, um, Giannis Kolodziej finds himself um, still on zero points. And uh, Dominic Kibera as well. They were both injured for the first meeting. Uh, Madsen leads from Mickelson on 15. Wozniak on 12. vorona on 11. And Dmitry Berger are on 10 points make up the top five. But um, we'll do our predictions for this meeting. Um, now that we've got three here, we can do our predictions, and Tom, you can take on the role of Rob this week, so no pressure, um, but we'll come to, who should we come, we'll let, I'm going to let the, the, the guest guest host go first, and Tom, we'll go for who okay. you think will win in Gusto this weekend.
3: Uh, well, first of all, I need to actually find out who's in it. No, no you don't, just, just you look, pick somebody.
2: Go on the agenda, and click on the link, it's got the line up on there, A little hint. I
1: will I am prepared. Uh, that's a shame. Rough smart now. Who am I meant to pick?
2: Payne, hey, you go uh, who's you gone for?
1: No, we well, he said it's Martin, but it was it was a this thing called the junk. So mm, okay. um, um, No, I won't say
3: that. I'll tell you what, I'm going to go for the guest tonight. Oh. I'm going to go for Limback. Oh. That is,
2: I'm, Do you know what? That's usually what Rob does as well.
3: I'm going to be sentimental. Yeah, to be fair.
2: That's nice. Well, Limback's locked in for the winning gustro. Kane, we'll come to you next, as long as you don't pick the one I was going to
1: pick. I might do that, though. It's the risk. I just might to take. do that. My pick is... The one, the only, um, hmm, I don't know. Tom, who should I pick? Graham, number
2: 10. Number 10.
1: You'd be Who's sentimental number... as well. Who's number 10? Who's number 10? Elizabeth Deaths. Oh, hey, but... nah. I'm not going to do that. That's yeah. stupid.
2: You're seven points clear. It's worth having a punt on
1: it. If, it? if Lebedevs comes on the podcast, I'll start picking things. Um, I'll so for things. So for that reason, I'm going to pick someone who will be coming on the podcast at some point. Probably won't, to be fair. Janis Kodze.
2: can't imagine Yanis Kodze coming on here. But
1: it's worth <laughs> He's on writing. next week. <laughs> okay. well, you've got a translator ready.
2: Right. We? Okay. Well, you didn't pick the one I was going to go for. And, and I'm going to go for Rob's best mate from Cardiff, Leon Madsen,
1: Anders Thompson. Oh.
2: Yeah, wh- whichever one it was, I'm, I'm not sure Rob still knows, but
1: yeah. So, actually, I had a, a almost had an instant like that today in the airport. Do you want a quick story time.
2: Go on then, quick story. Love a story.
1: Me, me and Kieran and Big Uncle Ian, we were you know waiting to check our bags in, and I was, he you was know, like, "What's well, that speed ride?" I'm like. Oh, yeah, that was Zach Cook. And I didn't like actually go and be like, oh, hi, Zach. Because uh, it's a good thing I wasn't, because it was Keenan Rue. Um, sorry, it. Keenan Rue. You were Australian, thought so. I thought he was Zach Cook from behind, and um <laughs> you weren't. And then uh, I saw Niels Christian Everson as well and didn't say hi because he was over there mm-hmm. and I was over
2: here. Could have passed on more regards.
1: My friend's a big fan of you, Mr. Iverson.
2: <laughs> Mr. Iverson. I think. <laughs> oh, anyway, we'll look ahead, that's our predictions and we'll look ahead to the fixtures that are coming this week, um, including, I'll include tonight's fixtures, um, because we didn't include them before, but Bellevue and Sheffield was postponed, unfortunately due to the weather, which is probably thankful for Sheffield, who only had Kings Lynn guests to pick from, I'd assume it was either Ryder replacement or Nikolai Clint tonight, depending on which way they went, because they would have needed two guests, but um, Peterborough versus Wolves is ongoing at the moment, as is Leicester Lions against. George,
1: the us.
2: Bring us some scores,
1: George. Who's George? George Dawes. Who's that?
2: That was on. Oh, <laughs> Tom
1: will understand that joke. Well, I'm Kane, and the scores are Wolves having 36, Wolves 56, Peterborough 35. So that's yeah, not gone very well for Peterborough. Uh hmm. do you get how many points you signing got? That's right, none. Oh, I was going to say one, but... And the Leicester score, it's currently ongoing, but Ipswich have won. It's 45-33. Ooh, that's a So, shock. two away wins today.
2: The Leicester, the Leicester run has come to an end this evening, but... Um...
1: The wheels have fallen off.
2: Yeah. going will be in the playoffs soon. You can see it.
1: Hello, Sam Mason. <laughs> Blaise, Zan.
2: Hello, Sam. <laughs> um... Tuesday, um, Plymouth, and, Plymouth and Edinburgh has already been called off, which means Plymouth have now gone over a full month without a fixture. Um, Wednesday night, we'll see the Birmingham Brummies take on the Plymouth Gladiators, um, the Paul Pirates take on the Edinburgh Monarchs, and the Oxford Cheaters take on the Scunthorpe Scorpions in cab direct championship action. Lewis Kerr has declared himself fit for Wednesday. Bit of news for you? Uh, Thursday evening, the Leicester Lions will take on the Sheffield Tigers and the mighty Kingsland Stars will take on the Ips- um, Ipswich Witches uh, in Premiership action. Um, the two-and-a-half-man team taking on the two-man team. We'll see how that one pans out. The Edinburgh Monarchs take on Paul Pirates on Friday. Red Card Bears against the Glasgow Tigers. The Scunthorpe Scorpions against the Berwick Bandits. Then on to Saturday, the Boat Bandits will take on Paul Pirates. And then one for UK on Saturday. Um, second leg of the knockout cup semi-final between the Leicester Lion Cubs and Workington Comets. Is there a comeback on the cards there?
1: No, nope, it's meaningless.
2: Okay, love it. Um, and then Workington travel to Kent in the midday start in the National Development League on Sunday. Is, is there a this win This is the real
1: meeting. This is the one that matters. Come on, the boys. We're going to win. I was going to assume,
2: Luke Crang will be back this week, I suppose.
1: I think we're... I'm just going to have a quick
2: think. I think you, we're at full strength. You must be at full I strength on Sunday. Surely. Crang's been back. I mean, Kelly rode at the weekend. Um, Kelly's got
1: m- one leg and he's still yeah, riding. Right, both <laughs> both
2: McGurks were there. Connor Bailey will be there.
1: Yeah, we're at full strength. Mm. Yeah.
2: And then to finish off Sunday, the Mildenhall Fen Tigers take on the Leicester Lion Clubs and that concludes the fixtures for the week. So, as decided without UK... Um, The meeting of the week this week will be the Leicester Lions against the Sheffield Tigers. Um, So we would expect Leicester to be at full strength. Sheffield will obviously be missing Jack Alder for this one, but they have a choice of a few teams. Wolverhampton, um, Bellevue and Peterborough. For their guests, so I assume I can't imagine Bellevue are going to lend them any riders. So I assume Sam Masters may well guess there, just a guess. But uh, Kane, we'll, Hello. we'll come. We'll come to you first for your predictions. So what,
1: what I'm hearing here is I didn't get the vote, and I'm going first.
2: Yes, that's exactly uh, what you're hearing because you're you're winning, and you need to be pegged.
1: Past. That's that's not very nice from you.
2: That's just the way it is.
1: It's not the way I like. Aha, uh-huh, aha. Uh-huh. Um, bear with me while I do some really quick research because that's right. I do actually sometimes look at results. Um, nah, you don't want to do that. Just yeah, you know what, you're right. 47 43.
2: You take that because that's not what I was going to go for. So 47 43. Right, I'll go next because I did work it out in my head. Um, and I'm going 48-42 to Leicester in this one. So it comes to you now, Tom.
3: Uh, I'm going to keep the run going and go 49-41,
1: Leicester. 67-23. <laughs> to Sheffield. <laughs> oh, just going, Bob.
3: to annoy. Rob's going to get the point, I'll go seventy-five, fifteen 15 to Bellevue. Yeah! Lovely. It's only the second time someone's posted that.
2: Right. We shall move on to some of our features now, and um, Rob's rider replacement watch will be changed to Tom's rider replacement Ridgeway's watch
1: rider replacement watch. Yes, lovely. Still okay. works. It still works.
2: Ridgway's rider replacement watch. So, how's rider replacement uh, been doing this week, Tom?
3: Bare with me. Pretty bad.
2: Only uh, only a few meetings, to be fair. That? Actually, Actually it was a little it bit of an improvement
3: little Didn't bit well. of an improvement
1: there. Sorry, Mister Ryder replacement.
3: So, if I'm looking at the right screen, um, <laughs> the big blue one. Yeah. Uh, so we had Ryder replacement for Paco Castagna for Edinburgh against Berwick. Scored five. Yep, that's five. Four right. Yep um the alex spooner uh, for edinburgh monarchs academy against beric oh, we actually have had two road replacements uh edinburgh one for greg blair one for alex spooner um, one for alex spooner scored nine and for greg blair scored six uh so a slight improvement from last week it's now Five point seven, opposed
2: to five point six six. It's heading in the right direction, is how I'd put it. We're nearly. Well, diff- I don't if we'll six, make that six, six point. I don't think we're going to make six points, but
1: I have faith. I believe you can I do it. Don't worry.
2: Anyway, um, <laughs> we'll take a trip to your clinic, Kane. Shall we? Who's coming in through the revolving doors this week,
1: mate? Bloody loads. I'm telling you, I'm going to push it down soon. Um, we'll, we'll start off with the ones that. Uh, i not important, but they're all important, aren't they? So ones that uh, I'm just gonna start talking now. Greg Blair and sign have um reg- aggravated some injuries, and we'll be back next week. And now we'll get to the, the bad ones. Um, Jack Alderbrook has a broken wrist. Is that confirmed?
2: I think he's had surgery. Um, I've read hmm. this evening. Um, whilst you carry on talking, I'll see if I. Can I was on a plane,
1: anything. so I don't know.
2: I'm, I'm fairly certain. I know he was shouting at the doctor on Saturday. I nice. think it was a doctor anyway. It was someone that kept annoying him.
1: Oh, it was James. Tell me about it. He's
2: set for surgery tomorrow, as it goes.
1: Oh, OK. So, um, and Loveland
2: we'll have see. confirmed he's got a hand injury, so we're suspecting it was a broken wrist, but um, he will be undergoing surgery on his hand tomorrow.
1: Thank you. Someone knows, and it's definitely not me. He's Um,
2: he's, he's actually going to Dr. Pavel Palak, uh, who is a specialist in the field of orthopaedics and traumatology of the musculoskeletal system. And he performed uh, Dominic Kabira's surgery two months ago. Bit of uh, background for you?
1: That is uh, really, really delightful news, and I'm glad you told me that, because I will remember it for longer than six seconds, because this sentence is longer than six seconds, and now I will forget it. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Thomas Jorgensen has broken vertebrae in his neck and back, a leg injury and will be out for quite a while. However, there is a GoFundMe out there, uh, which I think you have, Nathan.
2: You're with me. Um, I received a message. Uh, luckily, um, we we didn't do the show yesterday, but I received a message from T. Steve Tidswell yesterday, who wanted me to to front this page. Uh, he's a long time mechanic of um, Thomas Jorgensen, um, and they have launched a GoFundMe page um, to help um, Thomas. Um, he's still in hospital at the moment, uh, further undergoing further tests on his broken vertebrae and his neck and back, uh, and he's still waiting for a brace to be fitted this week, I believe, which is in the hope that he won't have to have any surgery. So they're, they're trying to raise funds to help Thomas's wife, um, Samantha, um, with the cost of travelling and accommodation from where Thomas and their family live in Boston up to Scotland. Um, so... There is a link, I will put the link on our social media page and pin it to the top um, so you can um, go on to that, um, donate if you can, Um, they only set a £1,000 target and already it's up to £1,500 so um, well done to everybody who's already donated but we will be putting that on our um, social media pages and um, from my perspective obviously Thomas is a big favourite of mine so um, I wish him well uh, in his recovery and hope to see him back on a bike soon
1: as do we all
2: um, and I believe that will that concludes your clinic for this week. that is it I, is I would close it down because then we can stop riders coming in it all the time
1: Just do it
2: anyway oh and seeing as I'm I, I won't do the, the league table run through this week you there's not been much movement but um, as it stands and I'll, I'll try and include the premiership fixtures from this evening so Bellevue still top the table 35 points from 20 meetings. Leicester now still remain on 27 from uh, 15 meetings now. Um, But Wolverhampton have moved up. I don't know how many points they got this evening. Um, Wolverhampton, did they get two or three? Um, Three. I want to say three. So they would move on level points with Leicester after 16 meetings. Sheffield still on 22 points from 14. The Ipswich Witches obviously moved up. Um, I think they just got. I think this was an A fixer, so they moved up to 19 points from 18 meetings. Kingsland still stuck on 7 from 16. And then Peterborough prop up the rest with 5 from 17 now, as it stands. Uh, Into the championship, uh, Rob's favourite club, the Oxford Cheaters, remain 7 points clear at the top, 23 points from 11 meetings. Glasgow Tigers, second place, 16 points from 8. And the Scunthorpe Scorpions are in third with 14 points from 11. Then come the Pool Pirates, 13 points from their eight meetings. They only tasted defeat for the second time this season in the league at Glasgow at the weekend. And the Red Card Bears are in fifth with 12 points from their 10 meetings. Um, Unlucky to go down at Berwick at the weekend, but made too much hard work of it from the start of the meeting. Then come the Edinburgh Monarchs in that fight for sixth place. Uh, They're on seven points from nine meetings. The Berwick Bandits... And the Birmingham Brummies are both on four points from nine meetings. And then Plymouth, two points from seven meetings. And finally, the National League, the Middle North or Tigers still head the table with 15 points. They've rode nine meetings. The Bellevue Colts, 2nd their five home wins and five away defeats, meaning they're on 14 points from 10. And the Leicester Lion Cubs also on 14 from eight. The Oxford Chargers, um, only two defeats still this season. Six wins out of eight, sees them on 13. And the Edinburgh Academy are currently fifth with twelve from eleven meetings. Then come the Workington Comets, Keynes team. Yeah. Seven Woo! meetings, four wins and three defeats. Still not still not insurmountable that they can make the playoffs, but um, they need okay. to start making those points. I'll so it. a win at, a win at Kent would be Leave. very handy this week. Just trust then me. the Kent Royals, five points from eight meetings, and propping up the rest are the Berwick Bullets who have got two points. From their eleven meetings, and that is the run-through for this week. Um, and we'll move on to some other stories. I've uh, well, just uh, done the Thomas Jorgensen one.
1: So, I just have you seen to... my message?
2: Have I seen your message? I'm going to say
1: it's no. Great news! It's the British final lineup.
2: Oh yes, I have seen that message. I will come to that. I just want to talk about um, Dan Thompson and Ace Piper, who rode in the under nineteen European well, semi final.
1: I'll be right back.
2: OK. In Zarnavica, I believe it was. Week. Um, Dan managed to qualify. He scored 10 points in some very high company. Victor Przemyski from Poland controversially come into the meeting as a replacement. He won it with 15 points. Nezar Panicki from the Ukraine was second on 13 and Oscar Paloc's was third on 12 points Norak Blodorn also rode on this in this meeting 11 points in 5th place Sebastian Kostler who is our graphic on our social media page he got through 9 points in 7th place uh, unfortunately for Ace Piper 3 points from his 5 rides but there was a, a very controversial exclusion in one race um, when he crossed the line in 1st place but was deemed to have been at fault when uh, there was a crash for one of the Polish guys so good experience again uh, for both of those guys, and while Kane's gone away, I shall reveal the lineup for the British final this year, which um, will be at the NSS Manchester on the 14th of, what month were we in? August, nearly there. So, the riders are yeah. as follows, they will be, and this is in no, I say no particular order, it's alphabetical order, uh, ben Barker, Dan Bewley, Tom Brennan, Craig Cook, Adam Ellis, Leon Flint, Chris Harris, Kyle Howarth, Lewis Kerr, Danny King, Simon Lambert, Richard Lawson, Rory Schlein, Richie Worrell, Steve Worrell and Charles Wright. What's so Rory
1: Schlein doing in there? He's from Australia. So
2: we've had this, me and Tom had this discussion earlier, I think, about someone else. Oh,
1: sorry. Yeah. Oh. <laughs>
2: But that is your lineup for the British final. So, looking forward to that one. It looks very similar to last year, to be fair.
1: I can't remember.
2: I was hoping that they'd put Simon, oh, Simon instead of Robert. Yeah, it's still disappointing that them two aren't here. But by the by. Um, bye, bye. No, no, not yet. Um, oh, sorry. Let's look through. I'm going to look through the uh, BSN schedule for the week yet, for the month, should I say? So, where are BSN next? Have they got anything on it? Oh no uh, BSN oh. will be at Kings Lynn I can meet you with him, Oh man. no They're at Kings Lynn again <laughs> On Thursday is evening is it? No it's not Sheffield It's Ipswich oh. this time. It's, it's much better Oh no We might actually win uh, But uh, Yeah it's Kings Lynn Against Ipswich On Thursday That will be live On BSN It's the same
1: just um, the uh, Leicester it's Home record
2: Yeah I will not worry About that we'll, We're better than Leicester So um, oh. Tuesday, August the 8th will be the Plymouth Gladiators taking on the Berwick Bandits and the following evening the Pool Pirates take on the Oxford Cheaters. Nice fixture that. Um, then we move down the month. Again, they're at Plymouth uh, on Tuesday the 15th of August for their meeting against the Red Car Bears. And on Thursday the 17th of August, the Leicester Lions will take on the Wolverhampton Wolves. Um... Thursday, the 24th of August, the Ipswich Witches will then take on the Leicester Lions. And then a big one on Sunday, the 27th of August, coming from Redcar, will be the Championship League Riders Championship. So prior to that, we'll we'll look to get one of the contenders on. Um, And then rounding off the month, Thursday, the 31st of August, a big three days of Speedway, Um, the Peterborough Panthers will take on the Wolverhampton Wolves. Uh, Thursday the 31st of August and I'm assuming on Friday the 1st it'll be um, the Championship Pairs will be on BSN but I won't be watching it because I will be there
1: so you will be watching it but not really
2: yeah I, I've got you yeah. so that <laughs> is your fixtures on BSN then we look ahead to Eurosport so obviously this evening the Leicester Lions run against the Ipswich Witches. the next schedule for The next scheduled fixture will be the British final uh, in a couple of weeks, August the 14th. The following week, uh, the Bellevue Aces will take on the Kingsland Stars and bank holiday action on August the 28th as Wolverhampton take on Sheffield. But that concludes that part. Um, Kane, I I believe you wanted to do the... um, You had a comical moment this
1: week? Uh, I did. It's great.
2: I, to, I have got something noteworthy, I'm going to find it while you're coming up with your comical.
1: Well, I've done it, I've got it, I'll just start talking if you like. Go on, go on with your comical. So, have any of you ever been to Poland? Uh, uh, yes. No. <laughs> have you ever been to Rosloff? No. Right, okay. Well, Ty this they, they sort of say it like, Toy. Ty, Ty Wuffington, you know. So and obviously they go tie tie and then the crowd goes Wuffinden and then it goes, Yeah. Well, interestingly, the toilet company that was producing the Port was called Toy-Toy. So uh yeah, Toilet Toilet Wuffenden is my comical of the week. And it had nothing to do with his performance in the final. I was gonna say that sounds like you're pointing fingers, yeah. it was just a coincidence, honestly. I had that set up. From semi-final one, and go back to the swamp you come from. Yes, sir. Bye. Um,
2: um, I haven't. I, I had one little noteworthy one, and it was to do with Norbert Bloedorn and I've forgotten what it was. Now I think I've deleted it. He's the he's the youngest ever nas- German national champion, I believe. That it was something along those lines, anyway. Oh, actually, I've got another, another little little story from uh, from Poland. Okay, has, yeah. has Tom got anything tremendous first? Or, or, not, or, um, or treacherous. I don't know. Robert Lambert or, not to ride for Britain or Adam Ellis not riding for France.
3: No, I just need to say hello Wolves fans if I want to be treacherous. but <laughs> um, I'm going to go for terrible.
1: Teach Ty, haven't you? We'll
2: breathe in deeply now. Go for it.
3: But it's related to Heat Free in the World Cup and the referee's decision not to to call all four back rather than exclude Doyle. Because, looking at it, not only did he have one attempt at trying to wipe him out, he then went back for a second one.
1: I can't remember this. When was this? To is uh, Doyle
2: was off this was in the final yeah this was in the final on Saturday Doyle was off yeah. the outside and he'd done it in he'd done it Ew. to Anders Thompson in the race off he took off Rasmus Jensen friend of the show Rasmus Jensen uh,
1: oh, um, I think I said I'll back because the rush did it like the day before was, this is, and sense. this
2: is the problem I'd, I'd said to um, Ian Branham the day before it, he's made a big precedent by doing what he done the day before and I can't remember who that was now.
1: That Doyle, was he, um, Jack Holder. Doyle, oh.
2: Doyle had done the same move to Anders Thompson the night before, I think, off gate four, but Thompson didn't go down. Jensen didn't have that luxury. He was he had to go down. He was wiped out. But, there was just, yeah, there was a couple of calls, and I can't remember who the first one was, That was it was just questionable whether he needed to bring all four back.
1: Um, oh, it was Jensen and... Um someone else Jensen got disqualified
2: no that was no because Jensen got excluded from that didn't he there was there was another one where it, there was a second bend crash and he bought all four back oh I, can't I thought, remember. Oh, that's, oh I can't remember what it was now, but I thought oh that's different but
3: I like it yeah I just think he just tried to avoid making any decision
2: yeah, I agree with
3: but, that yeah and in reality there is no no way that was all four back because he had two goes at him, and it was also halfway around the second bend.
2: No, I do but...
3: agree. So that's more terrible anyway. It's related Thanks. to terrible decisions.
2: No, don't mind right. that. Kane, have you got another comical one?
3: Uh, no, it's just a story. Oh, uh, go on then. Well, you, story, might laugh, right? you might
1: laugh. It's sort of like a little bit of personal embarrassment, so it's alright. When
2: well, if you're willing to um, you express this on... On radio and podcasting, then go for it. Alright,
1: it's not too bad. Um, what day was it? I can't remember what day it was. maybe Monday. Monday. Uh, we went out for a meal. It was a nice meal. Went to an Italian restaurant. Um, went, went, went to get some pizza and, I think, some spaghetti. I, I can't remember. But, uh, yeah, we were just, you know, there we were, enjoying our meal, having a nice time. And then, half of the German national team came in. And they just sat down and like, oh, who's this? Oh, it's Eric Riss and Norton Blowed On. And I was like, is that Kevin Walbert? I think I'd said him for a good 40 seconds and then realized I was staring at a man for 40 seconds and he was staring back at me.
2: Mm, awkward. So I started eyeballing <laughs> Kevin
1: Walbert thinking, is that Kevin Walbert? And he didn't say anything, didn't smile, didn't wave, sort of stared at him and then realized it was Kevin Walbert and then proceeded not to look at him or acknowledge him for the rest of the evening. Yeah, that's getting a bit stalkerish, wasn't it? Yeah. So, he might think I'm, like, a France fan or something. Mm-hmm. Or a Glasgow fan. Oh,
2: you never know. He might think you're a King So,
1: for this thing, Kevin. I'm sorry, but, I mean, I'm just trying to figure out if it was you or not. If you rode in England again, then I might realise. But, yeah, then I'm sad. So, yeah. But, have anyway... it was not there.
2: I, have, I actually have... I just want to go back to something we were talking about earlier, just to finish the show this week. Um... And it was in particular to do with the Leicester Lions uh, being up for sale. Um, I was explaining this is totally different to what's happening at, at Wolverhampton and Peterborough. Leicester have their own track essentially, and uh, I don't think there's any danger of Leicester not coming to the tapes next year or or, or anything like that. But there's, they're seeking new ownership for 2024 and beyond. Co-promoter um, Mark Bates confirmed uh, the club has been put up for sale. I believe it's in a position where people are going to make offers for it. Leicester amongst other clubs are a viable business. But um I'm sure stories like this, um the fans will, will make their own stories and, and make it sound worse than it is. But I think in terms of Leicester, a very safe club, shall we say. Um and there's no there's no danger of them not coming to tapes next year.
1: Oh no, no. I it was um I think you said it was like a last call for anyone else interested. Hmm. Rather than be like, oh, we can't actually ride anymore so
2: yeah i think there's there's a future well beyond next year and, and obviously we wish uh, mark um and the bates family all the best obviously for health reasons they're taken not going to be coming to the tapes themselves next year but um we wish them all the best as well and tom this is just something i wanted to come on to and it's it's another midlands track shall we say that have come into the
1: oh i remember now um,
2: yeah you see and and it, Kane, Kane came on the show the other week and, and quoted a message I think that you had sent regarding.
1: Oh, yeah, I did. Do what is either.
2: what is essentially the second city in the UK not having a speedway track, shall we say, obviously, with Wolverhampton potentially not being here anymore. We lost Coventry. Um, what was it? Obviously, your own Cradley Heath going as well. And, and, and how desperately oh. sad it is that in the second city, there's potentially not going to be any speedway
3: yeah so for myself I mean there's obviously rumours about Birmingham as well yeah. um the company i I won't go into too much detail, but I kind of spoke to a a few people involved with the dog tracks um company I work for actually look after their premises um it's safe to say they haven't got very fond words of speedway promoters and speedway clubs in general but if you take birmingham out of the equation then the nearest track to me now would be leicester and you look at the amount of clubs in the last 10 years from around the midlands area that have closed and it's scary like um, you say, Cradley, Issues at Wolverhampton, Stoke, Buxton, Coventry, all these teams. When I used to go regularly, the mid teams. well, when Cradley were in the National League, all these teams were were about and there was all fighting fighting for for trophies in essence and now they've just completely gone out of everyone's heads obviously there's a lot of coventry going on trying to get brandon open again um and we've cried I know a bit more requiredly from um the HSST which is basically it was fans trying trying to get the money together to run the club but I get the same impression with Wolves is that I think the council should source land for them and give them land and there's not enough interest, one, in Speedway, unfortunately, but two, just in sports in general across the Midlands area. It's Unless they've got financial backing and those people have got the means to actually build. A, and I think it's got to be a multi-purpose track. Or a multi-purpose stadium. It's not just going to survive with Speedway, and you can't rely on on the local government to source these these areas for you. It's got to be people taking on their own responsibility and sourcing some kind of sponsorship. Um, which again, it sort of goes on to another thing, which is if you, if you're not involved in speedway, nobody seems to have a clue. It exists. Um, I mean, I speak about, obviously I'm, I'm involved quite heavily with um, like the game that we all play and kind of met through. UK. and I'll, I'll speak to people regarding that and explain to them what it's about and all of a sudden people do, oh Speedway, I didn't even know that still existed and I, for myself I don't understand how how a sport could go from what it was 30 years ago or even 20 years ago and having what seven or eight clubs in the Midlands to now just having one across the whole area, and that's just scandalous for myself. Um, and it's what we can do to actually combat it. Um, now, me obviously, even as a Cradley fan, I want Wolves to come to come to types next year because I don't think the sport can afford many more teams going um and it's but I do think the mentality of promoters needs to change a lot and this is just a general feeling I get from from obviously being in a position where the tracks have gone and the people i spoke to both kind of around the sport and and don't really have anything to do with the sport any because they don't know it's there um that's about as much as i've got to say on that at the moment
2: Yeah, no, i think um we totally understand where you're coming from and I think we we talked. Uh, I think we, when Kane brought this up, we talked about um, the second city not having a track, but also the capital doesn't have a track. But you, you could you could level the same at Poland as well. In Warsaw, they don't have a club in Warsaw. Um, but uh, you tend to think of the, the rich heritage that's come from speedway and, and the Midlands particularly that to lose clubs like we have Coventry in their big stadium, Wolverhampton with a big stadium. Dudley Heath, as it was at Dudley Wood, um, a great stadium, although something I aesthetically probably not n- nice to look at. But you could you could level that at a few clubs, the Swindon Robins, although not the Midlands. Again, a nice big stadium that's that's going to be gone soon. It's I, I think uh, it, from I, I'll gauge your opinion on this. From my point of view, um, I, I think it's time for promoters to get realistic uh, in this country. And see where maybe take two steps back to take one step forward in this position. Um, reset, have a look at it, and try again. Because if we come to the tapes next season with two, three teams missing, we we become a very small league. And then with the uncertainty after twenty twenty four of the pool pirates and the uncertainty around Birmingham um, and such clubs, we become in a position where. We we might only in five years time, we might only have nine or ten different tracks in this country. And for, for a sport that like it was in the sixties and the seventies and the eighties and the crowd you used to get at world finals at, at tracks like Wembley and White City, it's criminal that this sport isn't hasn't taken off from that point. I don't know what your opinion is, Kay. Um
1: I agree with you to be honest. Uh I think we um we're in a bit of a sorry state at times. Um I would agree that it, it is on the rise from where it was, maybe well, five years ago, ten years ago. But it's not like a, a major rise. You know what I mean? It's it's there's still the underlying problem of teams are leaving and they're not coming back. And like you say, you know it. Taking two steps back to go one step forward might be the, like, a good thing for a lot of clubs. I think a lot of it—it's a lot easier said than done. But you need to own your own stadium now. Or just your own track, really. Yeah. If you look what Red Cat yeah. was when they first started, it was a, a track, a stand, part of losers in a field, in like an industrial estate. Yeah, I remember. So, I yeah, you know, you don't need to come back one season in with a mega stadium that can fill 50,000 people Just Somerset was always a field and that was one of the best tracks in the country
2: Yeah,
1: the track's good, the racing's good, people are comp- it's that simple I think yeah, 100% I think agree
3: I think the main thing which Speedway in general needs to fo- focus more on is actually getting the word out there that it exists
1: yeah, definitely
3: because unless you're in the community, you don't know it's there. No,
1: there's a few clubs that do do it right, but there's a lot more clubs that do it, don't do it very well or don't do it at all. I'd say what Oxford are doing right now is doing really well. I'd say work it and do a really good job. Um, Glasgow, I think they deserve a bit, bit more credit than they get. Um, Bellevue, Leicester. There's clubs out there that really do well. I won't name other clubs, but some of them, it's, it's, there's not much, or what they do is, might as well be nothing, if it is not. Me- there. Yeah.
3: If I, I'm, I'm down in Plymouth at the moment, and I think the track is probably about a 10-minute drive outside the city centre, and I haven't seen any anything to advertise it's there. It's only because I thought, Hmm. I wonder if there's a meeting on, and I've kind of researched it and looked myself to see if there's a chance that I could go while I'm down here, that I've actually found out where it is.
2: I think that's that's someone like yourself who's on the inside, who knows Speedway, and that's the only reason that you've gone down there, well not the only reason you've gone down there, but the only reason you've looked it up is because you know a Speedway and you know the Speedway in Plymouth, but to those that are outside the sport who don't understand, they won't know that there's Speedway in Plymouth, and... uh, I hundred percent agree there 's not many tracks in this country who 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 PR this sport like they could do there, there was a time when Kingsland used to send a um, a vehicle round with a billboard on it uh, promoting Kingsland Speedway but you don 't really see that anymore and i 'm sure the same i just for me there 's a lack of effort all around in terms of social media social media is such a powerful weapon um, in in any form of life um, and it just needs to be used properly and by the right people if the right people. For me, if you want to get paid for this, you go and do something else. If you if you've got the love of the sport, and it's those that that encapsulate the speed, the sport of speedway, and those are the ones that should be in charge of social media accounts, because they're the ones that will promote the sport. If you want to get paid for it, you go get another job, because you're not going to get paid for promoting speedway on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or anything like that. No,
1: no. But
2: for us as a podcast, we've we've done what we can on Twitter and podcast, uh, Twitter and Facebook. and we... Twitter and podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we've got, we've got ourselves to a level that we're comfortable with. And people, we, we gain followers day on, day in, day out because we, we interact on Facebook, on Twitter and people suddenly know who we are and clubs need to do this. We've got on Facebook, this isn't a brag by the way, we've got nearly a thousand followers now. If you get a thousand fans into a speedway meeting every week, you're laughing. I mean, that's, this is just us who've been on, on, on air for a year to two years. If you're doing this as a professional sport, you should be looking at getting five to 10,000 followers. And, and this is the sort of numbers that they should be aiming at. But
3: yeah, before, before,
2: I'll, I'll let just you have an last say, we've got three minutes and I want to finish on a positive.
3: So, so I am going to finish on a positive. And I like it. Rob isn't here. It's my earliest memory from Dudley Wood and just Crowley in general. Now, this was going back to the early 90s, and we had a fantastic team. I think Hancock Hancock was a reserve for one of the years. But it was always a family thing for me. I used to go with my my dad, my granddad, my mum, etc., and the funniest thing I remember is for some reason my granddad was wearing a white suit. Senior. And we used to stand. I think you just told ju- us that story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we used to stand right at the front as you entered the first corner. As you can imagine, his suit weren't white at the end of the meeting. And that. It, but it's stuff like that with, you know, sport in general has always been a family thing for me. Yeah. Not just Speedway. You, you know, the team I follow in football, I follow them because of family. Yeah. And it's stuff that gets passed down.
2: And, and, and I 100% agree. Like, my parents got me into Speedway, and I, to this day I still stand with my parents at Speedway. And probably forever will I stand there with my parents and and that's what it's all about, you know, and um, with thirty seconds to go, I said I wanted to finish in a positive, and i, I know we've just had a 15, 20 minutes of a little bit of downcast on Speedway, but let's just remember we are the second best team in the world. We took someone in their back garden to the very last lap. there is still fighting this dog yet, so. Support your local Speedway, support your local team, wherever you may be. Enjoy your Speedway this week, and uh, we look forward to talking to you again next week. But for now, thank you very much, and we'll talk again soon. Goodbye.
3: Podcast Network.